Hi, I'm Chris Brodenin, the 2023-2024 president of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. Hello, and welcome to another episode of JLA's Inside Out podcast. I'm your co-host, Mia Wells, along with Marshall Weeks, and today we have a very special panel of guests with us. Please join me in welcoming our JLA chairs, Debbie of Atlanta Botanical Gardens and Lenora of Agape. Welcome, ladies. How are you doing today? Thank you. So we're just going to start off with just kind of um, let us know about yourselves and your uh, chair placements this year. Uh, Lenora, you can go first. Hi, my name is Lenora Patterson. Um, it's my third year in the league, and I am co-chair of the Agape Placement where we serve students dinner um, in the after-school program. Fantastic. And Debbie and you? Um, my name is Debbie Newsholm, and I'm the co-chair at the Atlanta Botanical Garden. Um, I'm in my third league year and have been at the garden since I joined the league. Nice. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you giving us our time. Uh, we know the holidays are coming up and we want to know more about actually the difference that your placements are, the JLA placements are doing with your particular, um, your particular chair event. So if you have any special events that's coming up for the holidays that you want to share with us or expound on. Um, Debbie, do you want to start? <laughs> I will. Um, we don't have any JLA specific um, events because this time of year is very busy at the garden. We mm -hmm. do garden lights and holiday nights, which runs from the middle of November to about the middle of January. Um, and so we have uh, volunteer opportunities, basically morning, afternoon and evening and on the weekends as well. Um, we serve in the capacity of either acting as wayfinders or greeters to the visitors who come to the lights. And then on the weekends, we have um, St. Nick. And so we have volunteers there who welcome the guests as well as take photos. And so there's a lot going on for us at the garden. It's a really busy time. Yeah, the holidays are really exciting at the Agape Community Center as well. Um, they are really blessed to have corporate sponsors support their annual holiday store. And I love the holiday store because it's an, it's different from toy drives and coat drives that collect donations and then just, you know, give them away or make baskets or, um, sort of put things together to give to, to people, to families, um, at the holiday store it's actually set up like a store. And so um, the volunteers have a couple of different roles. There um, is the opportunity to um, set up the store. And so there are stations where the toys and coats and hats and other donations are organized by age group and size. And then there are actually two days this year where families are invited. Um, they sign up ahead of time for a slot to come shopping for their children. And so volunteers um, actually assist the parents with selecting out items from the different stations to take home. We also send them home with wrapping paper and gift bags for um, so that they can take the gifts home and actually 
um, wrap them and have them ready for um, for their children on Christmas Day. Um, so it's a really exciting time. They actually pick two gifts per child. Um, we have gifts all the way up through teenage um, years. And so um, it's one of my favorite things to do with agape outside of um, serving the kids dinner after school. Our volunteers are also available or have opportunities to come in and do um, peer tutoring and um, homework buddy support. This year, they've added on SEL support, which stands for social emotional learning. And so um, that's more like a mentor, just um, a volunteer can just spend some time um, doing activities, doing art activities, doing physical fitness activities, in addition to the academic um, tutoring. So it's also a busy time at the center as the kids gear up for the holidays, but also as the, the center prepares families to be able to give to their their kids for the holidays. That sounds amazing. Um, most people wouldn't even know that they have all of that combined for agape. Um, so that's really exciting to know, especially the the peer counseling or the the tutoring. I know a lot of students in the community would definitely need that. But like if I know you guys are involved with JLA and that's how you really got involved with your placements. Or are there any ways that individuals that are not a part of JLA, they could try to volunteer during the holiday season for your events? Well, certainly for Agape, um, the interesting thing about Agape is that there are actually what I learned last year. Um, really anyone can sign up to sponsor dinner for the students. So there's an elementary group of students, a high school group, and a middle school group. And so I've been there um, at times when a, a family decided like it was a, it was a mom, a dad, and their their two high school kids. And I spoke with the mom and she said, you know, we do this once a month. Um, I we bring the kids out just so that they can be involved in giving back. Um, so really, you can go to Agape's website and sign up as an individual, not necessarily associated with JLA, or maybe um, Agape is not your placement, but you want to get involved that way. Um, and you can sign up to either sponsor a dinner. Um, there are a lot of businesses and organizations where they sponsor their own team. of They have their own team of volunteers that come in. Mm -hmm. um, Agape does ask for a background check. Um, but they will pay that for you. Um, you just opt on the form to have them pay that for you. And then you're um, eligible to come in um, and, and work with the students or work with dinner meal, dinner service. I like what about that Atlanta, idea. Yeah, that is a, a great idea. Debbie, what about the Atlanta Botanical Gardens? Is there any volunteer opportunities for individuals outside of Junior League? Yes, there's a very... Um, the, the garden has a, just a ton of volunteers doing all manner of things, um, everything from maintenance of the garden to working with the children's program, which is what I do a lot of, especially in the summer um, and in the fall and spring. So if, if a person were interested, they could go to um, the Atlanta Botanical Garden website and look up the volunteer um, information. Uh, they have a volunteer manager there who would be happy to give any information that they would like about that. They also require a background check, but um, again, I think it's funded by the garden, so there's no expense to the person who would be interested. Um, 
the garden, I think, gives a unique opportunity for children, you know, school age children, middle school, high school, um, to go there and just experience um, that world. It, and many of them are not familiar with it. We, um, I'm also a docent there, so I do children's tours during the school year and mm -hmm. talk about productive plants. We talk about uh, the tropical rainforest or the orchid house. And we also talk about, you know, the biodiversity that exists and why conservation is important. So we're taking that education, I guess, and putting it in a different flavor maybe than um, students might be accustomed to. And it's a good opportunity for them to just see kind of the natural world and how it um, fits in with the rest of the world, if that makes any sense. It does. Yes, it really it does. does. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a, we may think or see that during this time of year, a lot of people want to volunteer, you know, it's it's the holidays, but how important is it to your individual organizations where you co-chair, how important is it to not just volunteer during the holidays, but all year round? You know, what does that mean to you and the, the people who are being served in your organizations? That's a really good question. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, that the botanical garden is so volunteer dependent and I don't think that they could do what they do as much as they do if they didn't have just a vast array of volunteers. And the, the garden is a year round um, experience. I mean, they don't close for the winter and um, when it's hot outside, we're still there um, putting on the children's programs and interacting with school children in you know various and sundry ways. So really it's an it's a year round opportunity it's not just one time per year um and actually during the school year is probably a more high demand than it may be at the holidays because there's there's stores yeah. that come through um and then just and that, and that's public and private schools so we have a, a lot of a lot of visitors in those in that time what about you lenora um, I would say the same. Um, the need is really great. It's the um, Agape Community Center just really has become what it is today because of volunteers. Um, the Junior League is recognized as um, one of their big donors. Um, I understand we've been partnered with them for many years. Um, and, you know, this is this is a, a community center serving um, the students in the area and their families. Um, it's not your typical, you know, just after school care. The students um, have activities, they have homework support, um, and it becomes really the home away from home. Because if you think about it, you know, when we're there to serve dinner, um, our group this year serves the middle grade students. So dinner for them is at 630. Um, so they're getting out of school. They've been, you know, in school all day. And then they get to Agape probably between 4 and 4.30. And then here they are eating dinner at 6.30 at the center. Um, and so the volunteers have a powerful presence there. 
And, you know, so they're, so they are also doing things all throughout the year to raise money, um, to, to court new volunteers. Um, and so it really is even on Saturdays, they have students that um, go to the center on Saturdays and get extra uh, tutoring and homework help as well. So it's a great placement because of the various ways that our volunteers can get involved. We love to serve, you know, as a, as a JLA a team, um, but we also have those additional opportunities for um, volunteers to be even more connected. And that is throughout the school year. They have a summer camp that they run. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty volunteer intensive. I think most of these organizations, right. They rely on mm-hmm. our support. Are there any like special moments or specific moments that stand out in terms of community support and engagement that helps get the message out about each other's, your organization? Well, I think I like, I love the placement fair, um, because it's an opportunity to really toot the horn of, you know, in my case, the Atlanta Botanical Garden. And it's really hard to convey to someone who who hasn't been there and maybe doesn't share that the the emotional um, attachment that one gets at, at the garden. I think it's like a Zen place. You go there and um, you can just leave all your troubles at the at the, the gate, <laughs> walk in and you have an opportunity to work and interact with all these children and, you know, adults for that matter from all over the world. And um, the children's programs are so very well received. Um, there's uh, a playtime on Tuesday morning on, then we have a story time on Wednesday. We have um, Garden Grooves, which is music for children on Thursday. And then on Friday, we have uh, performances just specifically tailored to children. And so I spend a lot of my time um, in those areas. And then on the weekends, we also have playtime, which can mean, you know, a, a myriad of different kinds of activities. But it's just trying to convey to people who may be interested you know, what it's all about and how just being there is contributing to somebody's um, day and hopefully, you know, they'll learn something and more than anything else, just have fun and appreciate, you know, being outdoors. I think that, um, I agree, Debbie, I think um, to just, you know, the organization itself, I think does an incredible job of like promoting um, the benefits for for families, for schools, for mm-hmm. communities. You wonder, okay, if if Agape wasn't here, what would these kids be? What would these kids be doing after school? Mm-hmm. Um, where would they be? Who would be taking care of them? Um, and the other thing that I that I love, and it's maybe a little known thing, you you wouldn't really know unless you're a part of the center is that it is a faith-based organization. Um, And so the students, um, after everyone comes to, to get their, their tray or get their meal, they, they say in in, an evening prayer or say grace basically. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something that they memorize, but then they thank the volunteers and they say a prayer for the volunteers for being oh. there and supporting them. And I just feel like even if you're not a religious or spiritual person, there's just something so 
special about that moment. And it just gets me every time. Um, I just absolutely love that. And just recently, the um, Agape Center um, hosted their own holiday fun run. So they do also sponsor other community events um, to get the word out about their organization. Like I said, raise funds, but there, there are other just special things about it that you wouldn't know unless you, you know, you were there to experience it for yourself. Um, but when you look at communications, like on their website, I think that the, the relationship they have with Junior League is pretty special. And you see Junior League um, on their, on their materials as a, as a, and a, a, a sponsor that um, they name and appreciate pretty often. Yes, That's I am. Wow, for us to to have that that advocacy that that focus on us helping Agape. I love that. You know, that's one of the things I really appreciate about the Junior League is being, you know, the boots on the ground. You know, it, mm-hmm. you know, donating funds is always great, right? All organizations, all nor, you know, nonprofits need funds, but I think it's also something special about being there. Um, being up close, having that experience. And, um, you know, there's something healing about serving others. And so I I appreciate that about, you know, both of your organizations and listening to, you know, how you feel about that. And then, you know, how much um, those on the other end appreciate that someone cares, someone cares, you know, that's so important. And um, so, being that, you know, speaking of the holidays, do you all, especially with Agape, do you all close um, for a certain portion of the holiday or are the families um, there, you know, through the school breaks, you know, because school is getting ready to get out? Um, what are your hours like during the um, holidays? Oh, that's a really good question. So Agape does close for about a week. Um they sometimes run, um, not like a holiday camp, but when the students are out of school, they may run like um, those short-term camps, but they do close after the holiday store. That's kind of like, it's a, it's, it takes, it's like all hands on deck through that. And then once, and then school is typically out right after. And so they kind of take a wusa and they do a week off where they're closed and everybody um, is able to get some rest. Okay. And what about you? Well, I know with, um, you, Debbie at Atlanta, uh, botanical gardens, because that's one of my favorite places, um, to go. So you all, when do you all close or when do you all get, you know, a break for those who may be, um, you know, they want to set up their calendar because they may say, oh, you know what? I didn't know that I could volunteer, you know, outside of an organization. So when, what does it look like um, as far as hours and, you know, when Atlanta Botanical Garden um, employees and volunteers get their break? Well, the garden is closed every Monday. Okay. With the exception of the garden lights. So even though it, it's not open in the day, it opens at um, the first visitors, I think, come at five o'clock in the afternoon. So there are people there in the evening, you know, both staff and volunteers to work those um, shifts. But the, otherwise, the garden's open from Tuesday through Sunday. Um, and you'll always find volunteers there in, in, during those days doing something. Um, so we, you know, it's a pretty open, literally, um, 
location and they open at nine o'clock in the morning and I think they close in the evening at 10. So it's a full day. Okay. That sounds really exciting. Honestly, I have to go first. I've never actually been to the botanical gardens. So, but Debbie, you're really making me want to go. Um, mm -hmm. I just have bad allergies, so I've never wanted to attempt it, but I think I might risk it <laughs> in the <Yeah>. winter. Ask <laughs> on and let me know when you want to come. Okay. Okay. We'll talk offline, but I think I might risk it because it hasn't been this bad this year. So I might take that risk just to go see the lights and, you know, just see what it all is. Because I always hear it's so beautiful. And then I see mm -hmm. these pictures online and I'm like, why can't I just walk through like a normal person without sneezing every five minutes? But it's, it's just magical. It really is magical. And one of the great things about being a volunteer during the holidays is watching the kids and their reactions to everything um, from the s'mores to the lights to um, just the train. Uh, just it's amazing, really. Oh, there's a train to see. I just see I need to go online and just check it out to see what I'm missing. That's so we're going to wrap up our interview with you ladies today. We really appreciate you talking with us. Is there anything special that you want to add about your 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 chair placements or um, how one can get in touch with to to just be a part of it or any special events that's coming up that you guys may need some a little extra helping hands with that this is your chance to to air it out for us well I would say for the holiday store I mean that is actually this week so it's mm -hmm. likely too late to help out with that um but of course as we open the school year in January um, we're always open to having more hands on deck for after school support. Debbie, anything else from you? Um, I can't really think of anything. We've got a really great crew of volunteers, um, and they're just very enthusiastic and committed to to the garden and their their time. And so I think that for the moment, we're in pretty good shape. Oh, that's wonderful. You don't get to hear that much. Right. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have said that, but anyway, it's out there in the universe now. So, <laughs> well, you know what? Just anybody, just just come to Agape, reach out your hand, come to Atlanta Botanical Gardens. You won't refuse. I'm pretty sure Nora's going to tell you, don't come and volunteer. So, always welcome. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you ladies for joining us tonight. We really appreciate your insights. Uh, we hope we can get you on again soon to talk about some things you got going on in the spring. And we just thank everybody for listening to JLA's podcast, Inside Out. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Junior League of Atlanta is a dynamic organization of women who are committed to making a lasting and transformative impact on our community. We develop and train our members to become informed volunteers who take on unique and targeted service opportunities. As a diverse group of women, we live, work, and play in Atlanta and believe community involvement will make the largest impact. With over 100 years of service, you would be hard-pressed to find an organization in Atlanta that has not been impacted by a woman in the Junior League of Atlanta. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org.